Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. Excited to have you here. Excited that you decided to download this episode today and you decided to press play. Um, I appreciate every single download. I appreciate every single person who has ever tuned in. Um, And I just want to throw that out there before we dove in. That being said, what we're going to talk about today is to dare to be delusional. So in this podcast, we dive into a lot of, we dive into a lot of, uh, deeper things, right? We, we, we can get technical sometimes. Um, so the last podcast, right, we talked about the technical side of how to create a more interesting melody with the four different levers we talked about, right? We, I like to talk about, uh, the music theory that is very applicable to songwriting, right? So there are other people out there that will teach songwriting. And in my opinion, they, and I'm not hating on anybody specifically, but most of the stuff I've seen is either extremely surface or they dive just, most are extremely surface, like how to write a popular song, pick a chord progression and sing stuff. Yay. Like that's dumb. That's worthless. Who cares? Um, And then a lot of other ones, in my opinion, get just a little too in the weeds all the time, constantly, Uh, which I kind of like that. Right. So I I enjoy uh, a certain individual who talks a lot about music theory. Um, But I, I he goes very, very deep, which is not for everyone. So I try to keep it um You know, for those that want more than just the like, here's how to write a pop song. Um, But at the same time, you know, because I think I think some music theory things are very, very important. So we talk about those things. Um, And I also want to dive deep once in a while. But I understand that songwriting has a lot of different pieces to it. We can't just keep diving into music theory, this music theory, that without addressing some of the other things surrounding songwriting, right? Like there's so many parts to songwriting. And I think it's important sometimes to take another step back and do sort of what this podcast is going to be, uh, which is almost like a pep talk kind of podcast that deals a little bit more with the psychological side of songwriting because the reality is with everything that we do there's a psychological aspect to it and it's important to recognize that and uh to deal with that because you know the reality is if no matter how great of a songwriter you are if you psychologically can't get past you know this huge sense of self-doubt where you just can't even finish a song because you're too busy being Eeyore like oh I'm I'm never gonna be good I just suck and I'm a bad songwriter and uh," right right like that was probably painful for you to listen to right and I'm just doing an impression of some random person that I don't know um but you, you know what I'm talking about right like that we we do have to take care of the psychological side like them hate them uh somewhere in the middle uh but 
something that makes Dave Ramsey stand out amongst uh, some other very good uh, financial guys, right? Like I, I like a lot of those guys. I like Ramit Sethi. I like, I do like Dave Ramsey. He's a little extreme for some things, but you know, I, I like him. I'm a huge Graham Stephan fan, um, on YouTube. Um, uh, Robert Kiyosaki has a lot of great stuff to offer. Rich dad, poor dad's great. But, um, you know, what makes Dave Ramsey stand out is he addresses the psychological side of money. He says, okay, yes, the math is important obviously, because at the end of the day, money is math. But if you can't get yourself to do the best mathematical thing, the best thing to do is what what will psychologically keep you going, which is the whole thought process behind his snowball method, which I'm not going to dive any deeper into because you came here to talk about music and songwriting, not money. Um, But the idea here is we're going to take a little time do a little bit more of a pep top talk sort of podcast where we address uh, some some of the psychological side. So what we're going to talk about is sort of rooted in this quote that I cannot find for the life of me. But I saw this quote once, and I don't promise that this is exactly what it was. It was very similar to this, and it struck me and has stuck with me since then. Um and it was it was someone I, I think a famous coach or a famous player from the NFL that said something like, "No one plays at this level or no one makes it to the NFL without being at least a little delusional or without being delusional." Something like that. Um, and it struck me, like that's really true. Right. We think of delusion as a bad thing. Right. I even have a song called Delusion where it's very much a bad thing. Um, but to some extent, right, to, to go with the NFL example, I forget what it was. It's, it's something stupid small, like one percent or less than one percent of college players make it in the pros. And then, you know, what, five percent or one percent of high school players make college, right? So like as a human being, when you're a kid running around in the backyard saying, I'm going to be the next LeBron James for basketball, or I'm going to be the next uh, Ronaldo for soccer, right? Like, first of all, those are like the elite of the elite. So good luck because there's only like three or four talents that large within a sport in most people's lifetimes. Um, But just in general, right? It is delusional for a five-year-old or a 10-year-old, no matter who you are, it is delusional to think that you can make it in a professional sport league. It's delusional because statistically speaking, your chance of getting there is tiny. And especially if you have any hits against you. If you're a whole whopping five foot seven like me, right? You have even less of a chance, right? Um, But the people who made it there had to be delusional enough to believe they could get there, right? Because all the other people like me, I quit soccer after ninth grade, partially because I couldn't stand the coach. Most, mostly because I couldn't stand the coach, but also even, even tennis, 
which was sort of the last sport remaining. Hockey was my main sport, but I never converted to Ike's hockey from deck hockey. So long story. Anyway, the last sport I played all the way up until the senior, my senior year of high school was tennis. But even that, I was kind of on the fence doing my senior year, um, which I ended up getting cut anyway because the that coach had a tradition of even though the person would be a starter as a junior if they didn't improve enough before their senior year he'd just cut them which is dumb like i was a starter the anyway whatever um but then i realized well you know i i recognized that you know Am I, what, what does this matter, right? As of being fun, am I ever going to be a professional tennis player, soccer player? No, all five foot seven of me. It doesn't matter how much I practice my serve and what it like. I'm, I'm just not going to make it there. Was that true? Maybe, probably, you know, I don't think I, I would say I'm an average athletic person overall, right? Like if, if you gather just a group of people and play a sport, I'll be average or above average. If you get a bunch of pretty athletic people together, I'll be average or maybe a little below average, right? Like at the end of the day, I'm comparable to like a high school athlete, right? Like I definitely wouldn't have made it in college. Definitely. And high school is on the fence. Depends on the sport, depends on whatever. So, you know, nothing to write home about. But confidence is key to anything, right? If you've ever seen an athlete lose confidence when, you know, in the Olympics, right? If, if their eyes get wide and the moment's a little too big for them, you know, if a quarterback loses confidence because he threw another interception, his second one of the game, and he was feeling confident and then he just threw a pick and now the game seems too big for him, right? Like whenever you think, oh, they've lost confidence, this always comes with failure, right? Unless they turn it around and get their confidence back. Or how about when you started second-guessing your test answers, right? Like, it's a, a well-known thing now. The advice of don't go back and overthink a question and go against your gut, right? Like, if it's a 50-50 shot, stick with your gut. You know, if you know your answer is wrong, then, yeah, of course, change it. But, you know, if you start getting, lose that confidence, like, oh, maybe my gut's stupid, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe that's when you get yourself in trouble, right? And it's the same thing with like dating, right? It's amazing how far confidence will take you. I've seen some really confident guys say some stupid or do stupid things and still, you know, get the girl or whatever because he was just so confident, right? Um, and at, at some point in my life, I realized that. I'm like, wait a second. I should just be confident. That's that's everything, right? Humor, right? Confidence is everything in humor. If you just deliver a joke and you honestly don't even care if it lands, you're just like, that was a funny thing. I said a funny thing. Or, like, I don't even care if that was funny or not. I know I'm a funny person. Regard Like, my funniness does not live or die by this joke, right? The moment I realized that is when I became a more funny person, which maybe you don't think I'm that funny, and that's because on this podcast I don't usually try to be funny. Um, but if you want to see me uh, a little lighter, a little less ranty, and, and a little more excitable, go check out the Mount Rushmore of Everything YouTube channel. Me and my friend Carlo talk about the Mount Rushmore of pies, the Mount Rushmore of Star Wars characters, the Mount Rushmore of 
of uh, movie franchises and Mount Rushmore of Nash, you know, landmarks, world landmarks, stuff like that. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, a very different take on, uh, you know, lists. It's not like a top 10. It's got some similarities, but different. Go check that out on YouTube. It's the Mount Rushmore of everything. Uh, anyway, didn't mean to do that plug, but yeah, it's cool. Go check it out. Every, every Thursday, a video comes out. Um, so, you know, humor, dating, even this podcast, confidence, right? Like to some level, I had to just like decide to have confidence that like I'm worth listening to, right? Why, why, why are you choosing to spend your time listening to me instead of someone else, right? Some other person in their basement recording a podcast, talking about a thing. Why are you listening to me instead of, you know, some other person that's teaching songwriting out there? Um, and you know, if I thought constantly about, you know, oh, this, this high quality video that I saw somebody put out on songwriting, right. It had nice graphics and all this other stuff. Um, oh, woe is me, you know, that was more concise and taught a certain thing that I haven't taught yet or blah, 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 you know, something like that, whatever, you know, that's, that's how I would suck at podcasting. Right. But instead, no, I'm confident. Like I, I have reasons that I think I am worth listening to, uh, not necessarily over those other people. I'm not saying I'm better than those other people, but I'm different. And I have something to offer that they don't have just like they probably have something to offer that I might not. Right. Um, so, but I, I know that I have something to offer here. I have a different perspective here than I've seen elsewhere that is worth listening to, right? Like I feel that my background as, you know, a software developer, who's also a songwriter, you know, so I have that engineer side, how to build things, how to construct things, logic combined with the touchy feely, write a romance song and write songs about death, right? Like I think that that makes, puts me in a unique position of, or unique's a strong word, but it, it puts me in a different situation where I, I have a little bit more of an ability, I think, to to step back and look analytically at music and why it works the way it does than some other people in the music space who are a little more just the creative side without the engineering kind of side. Right. So, you know, whatever it is, finding a place of confidence is really important with whatever you're doing. And obviously, in this case, we're talking about songwriting, right? It's important to find your confidence and to dare to be a little delusional, at least a little delusional, because you know what? Um, the reality is it can't hurt to have a little bit of, dang it, why not me, right? Like, why can't I, why can't you be... You know, I don't really like the next so-and-so, right? Because there is no next so-and-so. Why do you want to be the next so-and-so when you can be the first you, right? Why would you want to be the next Beatles instead of the first you, the first your band, right? Um, but why not you, right? I, something I've, I've found, uh, especially being a software developer, is 
So, so you go to a web app, right? If you don't know what a web app is, it's basically a a, a website that has more logic in it. I, I, I don't know how to water it down, but so like Facebook, Facebook is a web app, not a website. It's also a website, but like it's, it's a web app because, you know, you can message people, there's logic and stuff. It's not, it's not just a static web page that always looks the same when you go there, right? Like there's code that determines what shows up on your newsfeed, how to show a notification when you get a message, stuff like that. Right. Um, and I think, you know, when you go to your banking website, when you go to all these websites, you like to assume that that code is is perfect and doesn't really have bugs. And, you know, it's Facebook. How could I have something wrong? Of course, it's going to show me a notification when I get a message. Of, of course, it will know when I actually read the message versus, you know, I didn't read the message, but it's marked as read because my mouse passed over a certain whatever, right? We always assume and or, or like, we always like to assume our doctors are perfect, right? So when they give us a clean bill of health, they must be right, right? Or, you know, a pilot, you know, how could a professional pilot ever crash a plane? He doesn't make any mistakes. He couldn't fall asleep at the wheel. He couldn't, you know, right? We always like to assume, even though we know whatever our work is, is usually a, a differing level of barely contained chaos, right? Like, the website to the user or the certain web apps to the user that I've worked on would look pretty good, right? They're pretty. They seem to work. But I know that in the background, it's just a barely contained mess sometimes, right? I guarantee you that Facebook code, that Amazon code is not nearly as perfect as you think it is. And there are bugs. They exist. Believe me. Otherwise, the software developers... A lot of them might lose, not have a job anymore, right? Like a lot of them are probably just maintaining code. They're fixing little issues that somebody else found, right? Um, so, and that's the same thing for music, right? There's, there's something about, you know, once we hear something on the radio, we assume, oh, they must be great and have something that I don't have, right? So for the longest time... I struggled with like, there were certain singers of bands or whatever that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm a better singer than they are. Like not in an arrogant way, just in like a, like I have a bigger range. Um, because they, you know, their range is kind of whatever. And you know, their voice is really nothing to write home about. Like it's maybe different, but it's not like whatever. And then at some point you realize, no, just because they're on the radio means nothing, right? Like it, 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 that's just one piece of the equation. Um, so why not you, you know, like, like you probably do have a better voice than a lot of people on radio. Like for crying out loud, I, I remember in high school that we had a, a sort of a, we had a choir and then like an a, elite vocal group. I, I don't like the word elite, but like a smaller choir, that we did, that we practiced after school for, it was called Encore. It was awesome. But um, basically, you know, it was, it was, it was a smaller group. Um, and you had to try out for it and stuff like that. So so we had that, right? And I remember thinking, because uh, back then, uh, you know, Taylor Swift is not good live. She's gotten better. And yes, I know I hate on Taylor Swift all the time. Um but regardless, if you go back and look at like some old 
footage of her live, like really pitchy, just her voice is tinny and empty and her range isn't that like she is not a great singer. She, I think she's gotten probably a lot better. I can't stand to listen to her still because she drives me crazy. But, you know, I, I'll give credit where it's due. I think she's gotten a lot better. But back when I was in high school, 10-ish years ago, um, she was nothing to write home about. And I remember looking around and being like, I'm pretty sure half the girls in this. And, and I went to a private school, right? So not that, not, it's not like this elite vocal group, right? Was, was, was elite from classes of 55 kids, right? So the whole high school was like 200 kids. Um, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure at least half the girls in this room are better singers than Taylor Swift. I'd definitely rather listen to them than Taylor Swift. And it blew my mind, right? Like as if that matters, but the reality is, um, not even getting into how much luck plays a part and, and all that other stuff. Uh, we tend to over glorify and assume that people that have been, that are successful web apps that are successful, right? Anything that's successful must have something that I don't have and will never have. Right. But the reality is a lot of time they don't like, I got to be honest. I, I don't think there's anything special about Taylor Swift. If there's anything special about her, it's that she's a briz- brilliant businesswoman. It is not her guitar playing skills and certainly not her piano playing skills. It's not her songwriting. Like, you don't think there's a bunch of other 14-year-old girls that can't write some of the same stuff she's made most of her <laughs> most of her hits off of, right? Like nothing profound. No offense, Taylor, but actually a lot of offense. Seriously, just ugh. anyway. Um, but like, she's not. There's nothing I can look to outside of her business savvy and her like. She, from what I hear, she did a very good job early on of like she really talked to every fan and made every you know every every girl that loved her and 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 went up and wanted to talk to her. She was really good to them, which. If that's true, that's awesome and makes me feel bad for disliking a lot of other things about her. But that's really awesome. Um, so I think business savvy in that is, is, is if there's anything very special about her, it's those things. Not, not the, the music stuff, right? Like, and that is true of a lot who make it, especially if, if we dial back from pop stars, cause she's kind of a weird exception that usually pop stars are cl- at least close to elite vocalists. They might be garbage songwriters or not songwriters at all, but they're usually good looking people who are great vocalists. But for your average band, you might listen to right for that, that average acoustic act, acoustic act you like, I don't know why that sounds weird out loud. You know, a lot of them are like decent songwriters. They have a fine voice, you know, but, but, the idea that you couldn't possibly make it over some of those, some of these people is ridiculous. The reality is, if you're listening to this podcast, that shows you care and you want to get better. There is no reason that you and I can't be successful. Now, how you want to define successful, I don't know. You can decide for yourself what successful means. But no matter what level of success we're talking about, 
there's no reason that you and I can't reach that. Right now, for me, I define success as sort of number of people who are impacted by my music, and um, at some point, I would like to generate some money from it. I think, but I honestly don't care about that part because I do enough other things that will take care of the money side of life. Um, and for me, if you said you can either have a million dollars or a million people who like your music, but you'll never get a cent from it, I would easily choose the second one. Um, easily. Um, cause that's sort of my mission, if you will, with music. But regardless of how you define success, whether it be, you know, a Taylor Swift superstar, person who makes gobs of money from music, which by the way, if that's, if that's your motivation, please quit now. Cause that's just bad motivation. You should have a holier cause than that. But, um, you know, if, if that's your delusion, right. Or greatest rock band to ever live, you become, your band becomes the new one of that, you know, those extremes, uh, all the way down to like someone who can quit their day job because they make enough music money from music or someone who just, you know, has a fan base of like a thousand really passionate fans who um, love your music. And but you never have your song hit the radio, never whatever your def- definition of success. Why not you? Someone has to make it to or and someone has to be great. Why can't it be you? It's funny because we all like underdog stories, but we always assume we can never be the underdog. We love the Cinderella teams, right? Which if you're not from the United States or you're not a sports person and and you don't know what this is, usually we have NCAA basketball tournament where there's, um, there's like 60 something teams to start. And, you know, usually a lower seeded team, like a team that's like 50th ranked will somehow beat a bunch of teams better than them or ranked better than them. And they'll make it all the way to like the quarter, you know, the semifinals, quarterfinals, something like that. Right. Or, you know, elite eight, uh, as they call it. And we call that a Cinderella story. It's a team that's vastly overperforming what they were expected to do. And everybody loves those teams. Right. But then when maybe we are that, or, or sometimes we even aren't that, you know, we just assume we're underdog because we haven't made it yet. But like, you know, like I said, you might be a better vocalist than a lot of the bands you like, right? Like, cause a lot of them are not as good as we assume they are. And I'm not saying this to take them down, right? It's more just like, we all have this thought, right? Like, well, this person was in a movie. They can't possibly be not that great of an actor, right? No, they can. It is very possible they're not that great, right? But we never stop to consider that they're just a person like we are, right? You're a person, I'm a person, and all these celebrities, all these successful music acts, all of them are also people. So why not you? So if you believe in what you do, Right. If you believe in your story, your message, your ability to impact others through your songs, are you sort of obligated to believe in yourself enough to try? Right. So if you're if you're thinking about quitting songwriting right now, sort of on the fence, you're like, ah, I'm X years old and 
you know, I don't think I'm going to make it or, you know, I used to have delusions of grandeur and I haven't quite hit those yet or I'm not even close to those. You know, my even my mom told me she didn't like the last song, blah, blah, blah. Right. If you believe in your ability to impact others through your songs, if you believe that you can connect with someone else via your song, that somebody could hear a song of yours and connect with you, whether it's that you make them feel happy or you are from the school of Vertical Horizon. Um, Vertical Horizon is my favorite band. Shout out. Thank you, Matt Scannell, for being my spirit animal, as I've said since high school. Uh, but seriously, every single song he's written is like, wow, did I, did like, is he me? Did he just have my life? Cause this is exactly how I feel about things. But anyway, um, so, so I say school of vertical horizons sort, sort of tongue in cheek, but the idea is for me personally, from high school on what touches my heart, what, what most gets through to me. Uh, what makes me unendingly grateful to Matt Scannell of Vertical Horizon and, and, and Benjamin Burnley from Breaking Benjamin and, and some of those people, especially Matt Scannell of Vertical Horizon. He's just next level. But um, uh, what makes them hit home for me is their ability to make me relate in pain, right? So, so... They write a song from their place of pain, and when I listen to it, when I feel that similar pain, I feel less alone. And to me, one of the most important things in life and greatest gifts you can give to someone is to make them not feel alone. Because at the end of the day, that's like the greatest fear, right? Like people say to die alone. What do you mean by alone? It's not physically alone, yeah, but th there's some fear in the back of our mind that there's no one quite like us or, or that quite understands us. And, you know, so anyway, slight tangent. The idea is, right, no matter how, what your impact is, whether it be making people forget problems, whether it makes people laugh at their problems, right, a lighthearted take on it, or what happens to move me and what most of my songs sort of have the attitude of, which is here, let me share my pain. And when you have pain that relates to this, you'll be able to cry happy tears that you aren't alone and someone understands you. Um, or the school of vertical horizon, as I said, um, no matter what that is, if you believe that you can do that, you are obligated to try, aren't you? Because why would you take that gift away from someone else of that one song that they can turn on in their car with tears streaming down their face and make them feel better or that they can, you know, ride down the road and they're kind of angry and they become like, ah, it's not so bad when they listen to your music. Again, whatever your your calling is musically. And. I'm sure you've heard the term. Luck is the intersection between preparation and opportunity. So you can't really control opportunity to an extent, right? Like the reality is that the that almost everybody at at the very top 
All right, so the Taylor Swifts of the world, the Jeff Bezos, the guy who owns Amazon, the Steve Jobs, right? The people just in the uber echelon of just top of the top, right? The Beatles, the Michael Jackson, right? Those people are not there because they are the greatest. They're not. They're there because of the perfect mix of preparation. They did the right things and opportunity, right? If you, if you look back, there are some great books on this, but if you look back on all, all those things I mentioned, they just had the perfect time. They happen to be the perfect people in the perfect place that that took off, right? Jeff Bezos today would be in his basement making an app that nobody cares about because Amazon, you know, because somebody else might've created Amazon or whatever. And the reality is the time for Steve Jobs and, um, and them with a computer, right? Like they just happened to be at the exact right time. I, I don't remember enough of this to exactly tell this well, so go research it. But the idea is that the top of the top only get there with some level of luck. Which is not to say that they don't deserve what they got because they also did the work. The idea is there's a lot of people just as smart as Jeff Bezos who work just as hard as Jeff Bezos that the only difference is that little luck angle where they will end up probably successful because hard work usually um, all but guarantees some level of success. Uh, but it won't result in being the largest billionaire on the planet, right? Some aspect of that had to be luck. Uh, so all you can control is preparation, right? So practice, practice your craft, practice your songwriting, learn your music theory, learn about your craft in general, right? Which you're listening to this podcast. So you're already doing that, right? So go back, listen to the podcast you've missed. Um, cause there's, there's just so much to learn, right? Even if you've been a songwriter for longer than I have, say you've been a songwriter for 30 years, it doesn't mean you can't learn something from me, right? Just like I can't, I can learn something from you. You might've started last week and I can still learn something from you, right? I'm personally a believer that everybody can learn from anybody. Uh, so I, I definitely have like watched some videos or listened to some podcasts uh, with people with different perspectives than myself that e even sometimes people that I feel I know more about the subject than they do, I'll still listen because I think they have a different view, a different valid way to look at things that uh, can be helpful and help me learn, right? Just because different people have different perspectives. So everybody has a little something to offer when it comes to knowledge. And then challenge yourself in your craft, so don't just sit back. Don't be complacent. Really challenge yourself to make sure you're getting better. And dare to be a little delusional. Don't become arrogant, right? So don't think, oh, I'm the greatest songwriter to ever live. Move over, so-and-so. Like, you suck. James Taylor, what a piece of trash. You know, like, don't, don't do that. Right. Nobody likes that person. But to have the, that little level of delusion of like, you know what? I know the percentages are small for, you know, again, let's say Taylor Swift level superstar percentage chance is 
nothing, right? Your chance of being struck by lightning is is higher than that, no matter how talented you are. Um, but any level of success, right? Whatever your favorite band is, whatever your favorite artist is that not everybody has heard of, that doesn't have radio hits or only has one or two radio hits, be just a little delusional. Think, you know what? I can do that. I can become that. I can impact people with my music. I can write a song that makes people feel things. I can write a great lyric. I can write music that can go toe-to-toe with some of my favorite music. Because those people are also human. And I'm human too. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to dedicate myself to making sure that I put my best effort forward and being the best songwriter I can. And I'm not going to be held back by telling myself I'm not good enough and lacking confidence. I'm not going to be held back by that. If anything, I'm going to err on the side of being a little, a little too delusional just because you know what? Dang it. You never know. And it's better to be a little on the delusional side and aim high than to aim low. Because as low as you aim, your bullet's never going to go higher, right? But if you aim high, it might go a little lower than you wanted, but it's still going to go high. Because that's where you aimed, right? Not a perfect analogy, but you, you you get the idea, right? If you throw a ball directly into the ground, you definitely know that your wide receiver is not going to catch it. If you throw it up, give them a chance on the Hail Mary, you at least have a shot. If you take a shot on goal in soccer, you at least have a shot. Might not be a great shot, but you might score a goal. If you just dribble the other way and say, eh, you don't have much of a shot. Might as well go for gold, right? Make that kick. Kick it as hard as you can. Make it as hard on the goalie as you possibly can for him to save it. Or her to save it. So dare to be delusional. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it can be helpful. Hopefully this was helpful to you. Hopefully you're a little more motivated now. Maybe you're you're thinking, you know what? Yeah. Why can't I make it? And honestly, I always did think that this certain singer wasn't even that good. And I thought, I'm pretty sure I'm better than them. Why are they successful? And, but I mean, they're, you know, they have a record deal. They must be so much better than me. No, it doesn't work that way. And now, you know, it doesn't work that way. And you think, dang it, Joseph, you're right. I should dare to dream a little higher, be a little delusional. Think, you know what? I can't have a number one hit statistically, not super likely, but why not me? Why not me? Those other people aren't, don't have something super special about them that makes it that I could never do that, right? They're human too. And so am I. I can do it. Hope this was helpful to you. If you have enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy these podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use, preferably five stars. Um, if you feel you can't give it five stars, I would prefer you email me joseph at songwritertheory.com and tell me how to get better rather than tanking the score. Um, but 
do what you wish. And uh, the real thing you can do to help is to tell a friend. Tell someone you know who you think could benefit from this podcast about this podcast. Because if each one of you does that, then we could double our audience. We could double our, our group, our family within like a week, which is crazy. That'd be awesome. Um, another thing is, if you have a Pinterest, we also have a Pinterest. Shocker, called Songwriter Theory. Um, so go, check that out, follow that. Pin our pins. If it uh, meets your fancy, that's another way that you can support this podcast and keep it going, keep the blog going, um, just by, you know, taking the time to uh, follow us and then pin stuff when 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 we pin things that you find uh, helpful or interesting, and then you know people who follow you will see that. And that can make a huge difference. Uh, so I'll, I'll put a link of our Pinterest account in the description. I hope this podcast was helpful, and I'll talk to you next week.